Is there one instance you can think of that kind of shows that work ethic from him? Uh, from practice, you yeah. say? Yeah, just staying after. You see him staying after doing little things like conditioning, um, working on routes, the quarterbacks, stuff like that. So um, he's dedicated, and it's one of the things you look for. All our running backs are that way. Uh, they go out there, they work hard after practice, no matter if it's conditioning or routes or extra stuff in general. How do you know when a guy's ready to, to take on a bigger role like that? Uh, if I knew that, I could win the lottery. Yeah, I can. <laughs> if I know about that, I don't know that. You just got to throw him out there. And um, <clears throat> from his work ethic, of course, throughout practice, and like I said, you were able to go back and look at Josh early in the season. He had a couple plays here, a couple plays there. Um, before you, a guy like that get a shot, you go back and you remember him in college, of course. He had a, a good college career, so uh, some of those things kind of stand out. He started the season on the practice squad. Where have you seen him improve or you know, expedite his production most? <clears throat> just conditioning. Um, you know, coming in, he was he had the injury. Uh, he was trying to get healthy. So when you're trying to get healthy, you're kind of out of shape because you've just been working on the injury. And one of the things that um, I saw get a little bit better is just being able to go against our defense, being on the practice squad. You see him running the ball, finishing runs, uh, and not being as tired. Being able to go out there and, and finish that series uh, not come out after two or three plays. So I started paying attention to that and started saying to myself, this kid is getting in shape, and he was. Josh was featured a lot more instead of the running back by committee that we've seen for a fair part of the season so far. What made you guys decide to go that route, and why do you feel like you were able to have success there? It's still running back by committee. I mean, these guys work well together. Um, it's all about the hot hand, and Josh had the hot hand, of course. Uh, saw Corey get in there, get some good runs. It was good to see him go out there and, and – uh, make those plays that he's known to make. Um, but Josh has been the guy that for the last couple of weeks has been pretty consistent, I would say. Uh, you got a guy like that that can go out there and you see the patience from him as a runner. Um, you see that he can catch the ball. He also can block. So he's out there doing a little bit of everything, and that's what we want from him. How's Corey doing with this? Because I mean, I, I, I'd say by his own admission, he's not having kind of the, the season you expect from him. How's he doing with everything? Dealing with everything like the the role is not. <clears throat> I imagine what he anticipated going into. I don't know what he anticipated. Uh, if you go back and check us last year, it was the same role for everybody. So we did this. This is not anything new, as far as from the running backs. We did running back by committee. It's been like that for a while right here. So, um, like as far as his expectations, I don't know. What's your read on the type of season he's had? I think he's doing well. I think Corey's doing well. Um, his last couple weeks, he was able to step right in there and continue to make plays, which that's what we asked for. <clears throat> All our backs is go out there and make plays, and that's what he did. What kind of um, <clears throat> jump is, what kind of process has it been for Mike Rowe going from uh, receivers coach to offensive coordinator, and, and what, what have you seen out of behind the scenes in assuming you know, that, you know, that more responsibility? It's been good. It's been good. Mike works hard. Um, you see him in there. He's staying after everybody's going home. He's game planning. He's putting us in good positions uh, as an offense, as an offensive unit. Um, I took my hat off the mic from what he's had, from what he has accomplished already. Is it fair that he's been getting a uh, fair amount of flack for for <clears throat> not doing to some as good a job as Frank did last year? I don't keep up with that. Why do you think the offense has had slow starts to the game? It's just chemistry. I mean, we got to make sure that uh, we're all on the same page uh, as an offensive unit and. Uh, you know, you go back and you look at our success last year. 
Uh, the chemistry was there. Those guys were on the same page. Uh, and once you get an offense working well, uh, we know you know this offense can be a well-oiled machine, and it can run good mm-hmm. if they're all on the same page. If not, you know some some bad things could happen. How do you get to that point? How do you kind of make that chemistry and make sure it's there? Well, you got to continue to do the same thing over and over again as an offense. You got to stress the same thing as coaches over and over again, and that's what we've been doing here. Um, we just making sure that you know putting the right guys in position to make plays. And for the last couple of weeks, that's what we've been doing. As assistant head coach, what, what role do you take this time? Same role I've been had. So, so, I mean, when teams are losing short, the team turns around, do you have to speak up more? Does it, does it change? No, nah, my role doesn't change with that. Um, we're all in this together. Uh, just because you have a title uh, doesn't mean, you know, your role changes. Uh, everybody knows my role. I know my role. So... We're all on the same page. You, have you mentioned conditioning with Josh. Uh, how has his pass protection, pass receiving improved since you first got your hands on it? It's been good. It's been good um, now. Uh, it's improved a lot, of course. Uh, when you look at a guy like that, he's tall. Uh, you got to get him down. Uh, as far as when I, when I date back, when I go back and look at some of my notes, some of my notes says that I got to get him to be able to bend and burst. So you got a guy who's six one, six two, whatever he is. Um, you don't think he can get down and, and burst as a runner. Well, that was easy to see the first couple of times he went against our defense. So on my notes also I had, all right, now I got to make sure he's moving his feet, not crossing over and pass bro. Well, the first time he went out there, he stoned a linebacker. So he was able to do that. So um, some of those things that I went back and, and checked my notes uh, on Josh, he was doing. So only thing I did was just continue just to tighten up a little bit, make sure I get his eyes in the right place, and just let him go from there. How does the rotation work during the games? I know you guys have excuse me, players assigned to kind of plays, but then it obviously changes as the game goes. Who's manipulating that during the game? Is it you and Doug combined? Yeah, we all are. How- we all are. And it depends on what we're calling at the time. Uh, mostly me, uh, because I try to put the right guy in the right situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, it depends on if we're going fast, if we're huddling up. So there's a lot of different things that factor in. Are those factors kind of like analytic driven or are they like this guy works better in this situation or is it kind of a feel? Um, it's a little bit of both. Okay. Yep, it's all that. We saw, we saw Corey improve blocking last year on the stretch and it seems like his last several games he really kind of picked up a number of blitzes. What's he, what's he's done? What has he done year two in terms of third down protection? I think he built off year one. Um, one of the things uh, with Corey that we had to get straight. Uh, just coming in, coming from Wisconsin, and you know a lot of people know uh, as far as how they did things, run the ball, play actions, nakeds. It uh, wasn't really uh, a scam protection type team. So coming in here, learning that was the first thing you had to do and understand how we did it as an offensive unit. Uh, he's improved there. Also now just being able to go out there and understand if the call that is made is not right. He's able to fix it. So um, I got a lot of trust in Corey out there on third down. I got trust in Corey, period, uh, for him to go out there and make it right. And you saw these last couple of weeks how he's been stoning a guy in the A-gap or <clears throat> even outside of that, he's been playing well when it comes to just picking up the blitz. In each year of victories this year, um, there's been a healthy balance of run and pass. Uh, what's the likelihood that that formula continues going forward in the remaining five games of the season? That's all a field. Um, and that's a field that basically you talk to the play caller about. Uh, and as a play caller, you got to get into a field uh, of what's working 
And um, and I think Doug has done an awesome job doing that. Uh, I think he put us in great positions to go out there and be successful. And those guys are, love the plays that are being called, and they're going out there and they're trying to execute. Now, are they working all the time? No, they're not. You know, sometimes that's the luck of the draw. But as far as just getting that feel as a play caller, you know he, he gets into it, been around him for a while, know him, played with him. So I kind of know when he gets into his group. What's your philosophy when, when, when the run game isn't working, but it's still a close game? What's your philosophy? Do you believe you've got to stick with it or try something new, even though it's a close game? A lot of things factor in. You've got to talk to me about timeouts. You've got to talk to me about how much time is on the clock. You've got to talk to me about who has the ball. So you just can't start there. Um, you got to factor those other things in. Um, and how much are we behind? So it's a couple of different things you got to think about. In these past two years, you've found two contributors as, as you're looking at the facts in the past, what are you finding yeah, well, um, certain some things we all know are injuries. A lot of these guys get passed over. Um, and then you always got to think about when it comes to these guys being injured, what type of injury is it? You know, how will it affect that running back? So <clears throat> can they come back and be successful? Can they come back and be the player they once was? So those are some of the questions you got to ask yourself. And when you bring them in in OTAs and you bring them in in mini camp and, of course, camp, you, you, you start to really break down and really study them as far as how they're running, uh, do they take care of their body. Uh, so it's, it's a little bit more that's added to that also. What's the role's been like behind the scenes? <clears throat> yeah, he's been awesome, man. He's one of those guys right now that's uh, just he's so excited uh, about having an opportunity to get back out there and play again. Um, and I got a lot of respect for that guy. He, he always brings the same attitude to work every day. He's teaching. He's coaching. He shares everything that he has as far as what he knows about the game. Um, I just love that dude. Doug said he had a lot of uh, people coming up to him in the Giants game telling him to keep running the ball, running the ball. Right. Were you one of those voices? Uh, no, I think uh, it was It was enough people saying it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and, and, you know, once again, you, you get – into a groove, and uh, offensive linemen, they get into a groove. Uh, it's one thing about imposing your will on someone and being able to see uh, that team or that individual kind of don't want anymore. So uh, I guess they're throwing up the white flag. And once you see that, of course, you want to continue to pile it on. Mm-hmm. And those guys saw that, so they want to take full advantage of it, and we did. Just to answer the question, since you've been here scouting running backs, you haven't taken on – well, we're trying to find the best guy. That's what we're trying to find. I don't think that we specifically go and say, all right, um, this guy's not going to get drafted. Let's see how he fits us. So at that time, at that particular time and moment, we're trying to find the best guy that fits us. Uh, so you look at it, if the draft hypothetically is going on and we're not able to get a guy we want at running back. So, boom, draft is over. Here come the free agency process. And if there's somebody out there that may fit us, we're going to go after him. So I don't think that's something that we target. Thank when you. you guys have faced adversity this year, things haven't gone your way. What do you notice about Doug as kind of the leader in terms of his approach, his demeanor, how he keeps everyone going in the same direction? Same message. Same message, man. He don't, he don't fold. He don't show uh, any type of panic. He's the same guy. And... You go back, and like I said, I played with him. I remember that guy being in the huddle with me. 
He wants to continue to be redundant in what we do, redundant in what we believe in. And he spreads that message, and we go out there and, and we try to make it happen. How is that helpful as a coach on his staff, or is it helpful? It's helpful for not only a coach but players because you know the guy that you're out there fighting for. You know the guy going to come in, he's going to say the same thing. He's going to believe the same thing. So as players, you're going to go out there and continue to try to get better to make it happen for him. So when you got a guy like that that doesn't change, you know, that you don't know who's walking through the door one day or the other, uh, you can go out there and fight for him because he's consistent. So your job is to go out there and be consistent also. Deuce, after they found the, uh, the foot uh, problem with, with uh, Josh at the combine, did you kind of expect that he would slide? Uh... Mm, that's a good question. I, I, I don't really, when I think back to that time, um, and if I'm not mistaken, you correct me, I think they found the foot after he ran. Yeah, Was it like? I believe so. Uh, and I think he went out there and ran well. Yeah. And then he had the foot. So right then and there, I thought that, you know, he was skyrocketing a little bit because he ran so well, a big back, um, had good hands. Um, I mean, you watch the film, we all have. Uh, he, was, he was pretty special. I didn't think that he would fall to where he wasn't drafted. Um, lucky us. So we were able to be right there and scoop him up. Josh said that part of his development is, you know, now football is kind of his full-time thing where, you know, it's not college anymore. There's class. He has time to watch more film. Is that something that when you watch rookies come in, do you kind of watch how they spend that extra time and, uh, you know, how they kind of allocate that? Yeah, that's the transition for those guys coming out of college. Uh, coming out of college when you pretty much have been told what to do for so many hours. Uh, so you come, you have practice and practice. You have study hall from study hall. You have snack from snack. You have curfew. So when you come here, your first year as a rookie, and you're here at 8, and then at 5 o'clock, your day is pretty much over. They got a lot of time. They're looking around like, whoa, I'm not used to this. So we talk about those things in my room. We talk about having a plan. Um, and we talk about being a professional and understand that, you know, your body, you need to take care of your body for massages, nutrition, sleep, hydration, all that stuff factors in. And then you start to understand you have a routine and you have a plan. So I think Josh now is really understanding the plan part of it, having a plan, being able to say, okay, this is what I'm doing Monday, this is what I'm doing Tuesday, and so on. So I think that's really helping. Hey, speaking of, you just got Danelle back. Do you I'm sorry? Danelle Pumphrey back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you think he learned anything when he left and came back? Yeah, I did, I did. Um, and, and you see it on the field. Uh, it, you know, one of the conversations that I had a chance to have with Pump, uh, just let them know, hey, man, there's some grown men on this level. You got to understand, you know, how to pick your battles. And once he, he didn't really understand that at first, so he thought maybe he could uh, try to run over everybody. And it, that didn't work. So um, he came back and he learned from film, which was awesome. Um, being able, sometimes you want to spread a message you try to spread a message to the group or to the room, and sometimes they don't understand what you're saying, but they can go back and watch film and remember a few key words that you said and be like, oh, this is what Coach is talking about. Well, that's what happened with Pump. He was able to go back and study film, able to go back and see how other backs, his size, are running and how um, effective they are, starting with the one that's in the room right beside him, Sproles. So once he understood that and understood that um, – it's a, it's a certain way you play as a small back. I think now that he has accepted that role and he's out there flying around having fun.